Alright, here we are back again at the barber shop. Start of the fall. It's been a long uh, summer off since the gang's been all together. I am your host, Mark Gray, joined by my co-partner, Damar Johnson. How you doing, brother? Good, bro. Good, good yeah, to have you. We definitely miss an A1. So uh we're still one week out from I guess the whole gang being here, but you know it's uh everybody reports to camp on different days, you know, running backs and receivers and everybody come on a different day, I guess. I don't know. You know A1 VIP, so who knows when A1 gonna get to uh get to camp. He's still he's actually holding out the troopy. He's holding out. He's actually holding out troopy told he's looking for uh, a little bit more money, so uh, he I, be getting fired every every week. I offered to triple his salary, and apparently that was not enough. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know what. Hey man, these these these, these new these new age dudes, man, they want it all. That, that they do, man. He's finally paying attention to too much of those NBA uh, those uh, new NBA contracts, man. Speaking of NBA, man, it was been a, um, since we last talked, a lot has happened. Let's go ahead and just um, recap your summer and um, and the big three. You got a part. You got a chance to be a part of the inaugural season. Of the big three, which was um, created by Ice Cube and um, a guy by the name of uh, Jeff. What's his last name? <laughs> you don't need that. You okay, we'll, we'll just call it. Right. Yeah, uh, you don't miss it up. I could because I, I was I didn't want to mur- murder it. I thought you might know it. I'm a murderer too. Okay, so we'll just go with Jeff and uh, and Roger Mason is the commissioner. And this was the inaugural season. It was a three on three basketball league that uh, went across the country with uh, former NBA. And uh, professional basketball players, um, ten different cities, and you got a chance to be a captain or a co-captain of of uh, Three's company. And just go ahead and talk to me about the um, just the whole experience and what it was like being a part of this uh, this league for the inaugural season. Um, it was fun, um, great. It was a great experience. Um, I think all the guys, you know, had, had a good time doing it. It was a good time being around some ex teammates, um, some guys who. I knew that I was never teammates with, and you know, some of the guys know that I played against for years and years, just getting to know them more. Um, did did you knock me down? No, you good. You good. Go ahead. All right. Um, so yeah, it was it was a it was a fun experience. It felt like the NBA again, really, just the atmosphere. Um, it was very first class. They treated us first class. Um, the crowds were amazing. Um, celebrities in every building and. And it was, it was, you know, we, we, it was, we talked trash and it was competitive and it was intense and it just felt like three on three NBA really. What, just speak about what you thought it was going to be like and what it ended up being like in comparison. What, what was a little bit different than what you thought it was going to be? I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know the expectations really. Um, I didn't, I didn't think we would, we would have that many people um, at all the games. And that was really surprising. Um, I figured guys would play hard because um, not only was money on the line, but you're on TV. You got your pride. Um, I knew it wasn't going to be like some kind of all-star game kind of thing, um, especially with some of the, um, the fishing games we played in. I seen how serious that was. Um, guys get tactical fouls, you know, damn near fighting. Um, so, I, um, I didn't expect it to be some kind of play around game, but I just didn't know how how professional it would be. Um, I thought the TV coverage, you know, w- w- was good on a lot of it, um, and it was just getting it was just getting better and better. And I think every week, you know, they were working with the players on, on ways to just try to make it better 
better and better just for the um the weeks to come and you know the years to come. So this will probably you know what we all think will probably be the worst year of the league and we all seen it as a you know a great success. What were you surprised by the le- by the level of um play by the guys or, or not really? Did you are you like nah I know these guys can still play? Um I it was it was more so you know some players surprised me. But for the most part, I'm like, I know these guys can play. Because, I mean, even just because, you know, we haven't seen guys on TV, you know, in these summer pickup games and guys in their respective cities, they're, they're playing. Um, now, a guy like Mahmoud Abdul-Rauf, mm-hmm. a guy who really surprised me. I was I was surprised that he was even drafted. I'm like, man, how is he going to help a team, you know, at his age, at his size? And he... he 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 impressed me probably the most. Um, Rashad really yes. impressed me a lot. Um, he he you know he really turned into a three point shooter for a lot of his you know his career, and out there he kind of just was you know doing it all, and he he really impressed me a lot too. Uh okay. Um, anything else you had to say about it just as a whole before we move on from the big three? I- Cause I, I I'll say something, but go ahead. If anything else you wanted to say about it, about just what you thought about it, and you know, the fan appreciate the fan aspect and just everything as a whole. Yeah, all of it. I mean, and it, that 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 was big too. A lot of the um, just so many people knew about it, like the fans, um, like especially you know here I'm in Cincinnati, everybody knew about it. I still, you know, get people who come to me and you know, and talk to me about you know the big three and how they enjoyed it and you know. Fans showing up and they, you know, they buying a apparel, all these, you know, Iverson Three's company jerseys and T-shirts. I'm seeing, and I, I just, I just thought it was, it was, it was done, it was done really well. Okay, hey Boogie, can you do me a favor and just move that camera over a little bit so you can get me in the picture? Yeah, the, to be a part of it, um, I'll, I'll pick up from there. Just in terms from from the outside as a fan perspective, and to uh, and to see it, I, I'll say that I was surprised a lot by the. By the, by the fan atmosphere, and and I can also say what I read online. Thank you. What I was reading online and the reviews and what I was hearing from television, I felt wasn't matching up with what we were seeing in the arenas. Um, I know you didn't read obviously as, as as much as I did, and you know that's not really your thing to be paying attention to that type of thing. But um, they were making it sound like it was it was dead and that it was a bad product and that it wasn't successful. And kind of just like a, the 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 opening day was popular, and then other than that, it was kind of just like fell off the face of the earth. And every arena that we went to um, was sold out. Every arena we went to was electric and intense. Uh, I remember, I don't remember the cities because it all becomes a blur to me. But I know you know what I'm talking about. There was there was like a three week stretch where each one of your games came down to the last shot by either team. And, and and the whole entire crowd is 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 what you know oh ah this four pointer you know and it was intense and we're talking about Mike Bibby we're talking about Stephen Jackson so we're like we're not talking about oh a buzzer beater from some guy you never heard of you, you know what I mean like we're talking about, ooh at one point in time a lot if a shot by Catino Mobley goes in we lose if a shot by um Stephen if Crunchy Billups hits that four pointer. We lose if uh, and Mike Bibby hits one shot. Mike, Mike Bibby did hit one shot, and we lost. You know, so it's like that's that's exciting, and and the, and the um 
what also was exciting being a part of it, and I think it's a little bit different, is that while everybody is enjoying it in the lobby, when everybody stays in the whole same hotel, and everybody is friends, and what's what everybody says, you know, that's that kills it. Actually, it doesn't, because you do not want to lose to this guy. Say, let's say, for example, Kenyon Martin, because we're actually, you know for a fact, you are going to see Kenyon Martin tonight, you're going to see him tomorrow, you're going to see him next week, and you're going to be hearing his mouth all day long, so nobody wants to lose. And when you're out there, it is very intense. And, um, you know, I thought it was a very good product as a whole, just yeah, all the way around. back off that, like, that, yeah, that doesn't kill it at all, because I'm, I'm, I'm in a group chat with a handful of the, um, the captains, and... We all, you know, we all hang out, figure out hey, what we gonna do, we gonna eat at and all that. But trust me, all week we're talking about man the stuff we gonna do to you know each other's team, you know, when when the game time starts. And, and we all know how it is. I mean, just you know, when you have, you friends and you always competing against your friend in a video game or rather with sports or cards, it's always competitive. Yeah, no, it was it was it was extremely competitive, and it was also. It's, it's crazy to see what those guys, some of these guys, their their competitive nature. And um, just just to throw a name out there, Steven Jackson, boy, is he's still like he, when you, to be around him. One in ten, first of all, he's awesome dude, and what he's doing down there in Texas for his city. Um, I almost feel like we should have started with that. That that's amazing that he has right. literally picked, put his city on his back, and and what he has supplied for his city during this hurricane. Uh, by Port Arthur, Texas, Stephen Jackson. Just go ahead and check up his, uh, what is it, on his uh, IG or just anywhere. You can Google that and, and, and the way he's set up. In a time of need where we don't know what uh, the Red Red uh, Cross or any of these other organizations are doing, you know for a fact that if you send it to him, he's, he's, he's taking care of the city. But um, back to the point, the intense, the, the, the tension. Like, I mean, I literally seen him want to fight a guy that we just had breakfast with. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you, you know, you know what I no, mean. He's intense, man. He's he, he's intense, and you, you you can tell the way he talks. He's a passionate dude. He takes it very serious. He hate losing. He wasn't on the best team, and and he and while he killed and did his thing, he didn't enjoy going out there losing. And he's out he's out there playing his hard. He's in the he, he in the gym four or five in the morning. He 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 wake me up every day on IG. I look on IG when I wake up, and he in the weight room, and we clown with him about all this all the time, and. He takes that stuff serious, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. So you know, it, overall, I, th I thought it was great, and it was a great experience, and it was um, it was a good time to see a lot of those, a lot of familiar faces, and I look forward to uh, next year seeing what um, what play, what fa what players they add, because I, I do believe it's only going to get better. And just as a whole, I mean, it was every city that we went to, this, everybody from that area was there. You know, there was a, the, all the A-list celebrities from that city were there, and all the f current. And former NBA players were there, and just I feel like everybody was blown away. Right. You know what and I mean? Go ahead. Another another big thing for me um, with that this summer was being able to be on the other side of playing. While I played, um, you know, I had to draft the team. Basically, I was the GM, coach the team, um, and play. So it gave me some experience of you know, things that I'm trying to do, you know, now that I'm not playing, you know, NBA or overseas anymore. So I got some experience of, you know, coaching a team and I'm making the decisions on who plays. Yeah, not not as easy as you thought it was, was it? <laughs> it's not, it's, it's not <laughs> easy at all. Not, I, see, I see what a lot of these 
not like not guys go through right and 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 a lot of fillers involved and you don't want and, and it and it, it puts the business hat on right yeah yeah and you i mean even before the draft I mean, you get calls from guys hey man look out for me and you know draft me and and then when you you know when you when you draft your team you know it's still you know it's the, the, trying to figure out who's playing mm-hmm. who's you want a court trying to figure out okay who to put in the game and who to take out and during the week, you know, who's going to play this week against this team and who's not. And guys, just, you know, somebody's going to be unhappy, you know, all the time. When, you, when you're in that position, I'm used to not being in that position. Now you're in that position where, you know, you got to make decisions and, you know, people not, you know, going to be happy with it all the time, man. It just, just gives me some experience. I can, from my takeaway before we move on, the, the one thing that I could say that was surprising to me, and even that you, 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 I mean, you know going in, but you don't see it, is how close everybody is and um I, I, I even want to feel like including myself in it after a while in terms of just being part of the family and it's a big three family how close everybody is up until the second that <laughs> ball goes into the air and then it's just like light switch yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. light switch that these dudes can turn that on like that you you know what i mean and and you really learn that some of these it's just it's it's weird it is and Going in for an example, you know, Rick Mahorn, baddest guy. You type in Rick Mahorn on YouTube, he's knocking people out of midair. You know, one of the toughest guys ever. You will not find a nicer guy mm-hmm. on the planet than a Rick Mahorn. Yeah. And it's just like, wow, these guys have that ability to just be like almost an alter ego. Yeah. That, that you, a light switch that you create yourself when you go on the court. And I'm watching, like I said, guys that we had breakfast with that morning are trying to knock your head off. And then you up, but you also seen Rick after one of those games. I'm saying he wanted to beat up. Yep, still, still another, another Hall of Fame yep. coach that I, won't, that I won't name. Yep, and he and he and he was hot about that the next day. He left he early. Missed. I don't know if you remember. He left early. He's like, man, I'm going home. Caught a yeah, flight early. He was like, I'm leaving. Me and my wife are leaving. Rick, how are you mad at this guy? This guy <laughs> not even. This guy's the nicest guy. Yeah, un, 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 unreal, and and it, and, it's, and the the tension is real, and I, you know I think a lot of people thought was expecting it to be sort of an all all star game atmosphere, and it wasn't. A lot of guys were stuff to prove, and you know it wasn't. It, it was a great experience. Um, real quick, don't want to spend a lot of time on the NBA because we got an NFL to talk about. Over the summer, two two moves I want to talk about. Chris Paul joins the Rockets. Yeah. Explain to me from a basketball standpoint how James Harden. And Chris Paul coexist. Well, they both they both gonna have to do some sacrifices. Uh, when you when you you think about the trade, I mean, you you are technically gonna think, okay, I was just gonna work with two ball dominant guards. It's probably the two most ball dominant guards in NBA, maybe NBA yeah. history. Yeah, exactly. So you think how how is that gonna work? I mean, James playing a great year at point guard last year, leading the league in assists. And Chris Paul, you know he needs a ball in his hands. But then you also got to think, well, these guys are professionals. They're not young. And them knowing that, they both know that about each other, that they know they both want to have to do some sacrificing. And I think them them talks was probably had beforehand, um, before they even pulled the trigger on on that trade. You know, them guys, maybe James don't want to have the ball in his hands that much. Um, he just feels like he has to. Um and playing with a guy like that, Tony, who offense, it, it just it, it flows pretty free. Um, I'm just assuming that, you know, them guys are professional enough 
and they've played enough years to to know what they got to do to make that work. Now, is it going to work? Because you know, yet to be seen. Because from what we know about these players, is they both need the ball. What What are your thoughts? Um, I don't. I don't know. It's just it's just what I just said. It's like I, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, saying, okay. I know I'm going to have to sacrifice my game some for the sake of the team. So I'm giving them both the benefit of the doubt. I think it will work, but um, I just think it's going to be, you know, an adjustment. And they've been playing, you know, in little summer league games this year, um, you know, with each other, I guess, trying to, you know, you know, get that, get that flow going with each other. So I, st- I still think they're a good team. Um, or both guys and the whole team of guys that can knock down shots. So you got two playmakers that can find them guys. I'm there's two players that I like apart. I just don't, I'm, I'm baffled. And I remember the thing comes to mind. He was past his prime at that point, but I remember when Steve Nash joined the Lakers and they try to take Nash off the ball. And if Nash isn't going to be dribbling the ball and Nash shouldn't be on the court, you know what I mean? Like, and, and that's arguably one of the greatest point guards who ever played the game. And Chris Paul is in the debate of greatest point guards ever played the game. James Harden only played the position for one, you know, for one year. But he's also, I mean, even the James Harden is a two. He's a very ball dominant two. Yeah. You, you know, so I'm not sure. I'd, I'd be very interested, but count me as, as skeptical. Um, what Now, what happens if you go one step further and you do add Melo into the equation? Right. That, you know, that, uh, I think it gets interesting. You know, it absolutely gets interesting, but... That's a lot going on, and and I don't really think Dan Tony's ever proven that, you know, he's the one to handle a lot. That's a lot going on. It does, it does get interesting. It is a lot going on, but like I said, I, I just think I'm giving these guys the benefit of the doubt because none of them guys have have rings, and they all want one. They all need one, and they all gonna have to sacrifice. Um, Melo, Melo don't need the ball in his hand as much as they do. I mean, because he, I mean, he scores from the block, really. Mm-hmm. But he also stops the ball. Big he stops time. the ball, but he's not taking, um, you know, thirty dribbles, you know, to 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 get a shot off. He 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 does he does stop the ball, but that's also just giving you more options. But I just know Carmelo and his his um experience with Dan Tony just just wasn't good at all. Mm-hmm. I had that conversation with Melo where he he felt like Dan Tony felt like he needed Len more than he needed Melo. Yep. And, and um and and that's rough, you know what I'm saying? And but I all grown men, all professionals, and if you wanna win a championship, then all that stuff gotta be set aside if, if that's what you're gonna decide. If that's the what you want to take. take. Now I, I agree and I think and I think that's very I think that's a very fair point. And Dan Tony won his experience with Melo already, wasn't successful, and he didn't really I'll say for lack of a better word, didn't know what to do with him. And if you remember D'Antoni, when he didn't know what to do with Pau Gasol, who was a, a talented, he just he didn't know what to do with him, so he just kind of just left him out. Yeah. And, and it's like, as a coach, really? You White, couldn't. White you, Howard too, right? Yeah, both of them. We just kind of like, I don't know what to do with you, so um, we'll just not play. We'll go with, in the Lakers situation, it's like, we're going to go with Jordan Hill. What? Yeah. And then, you know, Pau Gasol next year goes to the Spurs, and he's an all-star again. You know what I mean? So it's like, come on, D'Antoni, what are you? He's kind of proven that if he doesn't know what to do with you, well, you can just sit, and, and, and you know, because I think there's a lot that's going to be to be uh, figured out, you, you know, and and I and uh, I, I don't have much faith in D'Antoni being the one to figure it out. 
but it should be interesting. And the other that, big that was mellow. Hmm? I think with James, with James and um with James and Chris Paul is perfect, but you know not with Melo unless he is trying to use Melo just as a spot up shooter. And that's really, I mean, you can get somebody else if that's all you need. You can get somebody else, right? I, I couldn't agree more. Who who who's at, probably better at and plays defense? Yeah. But you know, one thing D'Antoni doesn't do is defense. <laughs> He's not. He doesn't do that. Um, and the and the other big free agent move or uh, trade uh, was Paul George goes to OKC. Yeah. What do you think of that? Uh, I like I like that. That's that's also you know interesting. Um, but it's, it's basically like they getting back you know Kevin just a little lesser. A but little, a little lesser of a KD. Um, but I I do think that they they they're going to be a good team because I I thought. I thought they had good players last year. I just thought that Russell got all the credit, and um, and they didn't like a guy like Enos Cantor who could probably go to another team and get you twenty and ten. Yeah, like he can get you twenty and ten easy. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking twenty four and twelve if he goes to another place and they give him the ball. He he goes into OKC and plays, you know, for eighteen 19, minutes, eight, <laughs> right? Or getting fourteen, fifteen, seventeen, and like eight, nine rebounds. And in a little bit of time, and um, I just think they they got three big guys that can get a double double. Mm-hmm. Antor, Stephen Adams, and and Gibson. And this last year, I think everybody bought into you know Russell getting his getting his numbers. So I think a lot of them rebounds were sacrificed, and um, and he just had the ball in his hand. He was just so dominant with the ball. I think this year he'll also dial dial back some for the for the sake. Of the team, because you know you got a guy like Paul George out there who can who can do everything on, on the floor. So I do think that that does help them. And then the last one, excuse me, actually the biggest one, um, Kyrie Irving gets what he asked for. Yeah, um, he did, and and it could it could it could have ended up a lot worse for him because he could have end up going to a place that had no chance. Mm-hmm. And he ended up at a place. On a team who already had the number one seed last year, and they can potentially do it again, and a team that's picking up another all star that drafted, which could be the, probably the best player in the draft, Tatum, um, and and the team got a ton of talent, and now it's just really up to him to prove that you know he can play winning basketball, and they got a they got a got a hell of a coach too, and. You know, I mean, Isaiah Thomas gave you that in their 30 last year and, you know, got a team of number one seed. But and now they got a better team than what Isaiah had last year. So it's really up to him. Do you think that Cleveland team, first of all, one, that Cleveland, they got to get rid of that draft pick, right? Um, The draft pick from um from Boston? Yeah, that, that it's me and Skylar Brady were having this debate. And it's and the, if you're Cleveland, right, and Skylar Brady start off and he says, do you – Trade that draft pick and get somebody who can help you now and just go all in, or do you, or, or do you use that draft pick next year to start to rebuild and after LeBron? And my thought, I thought I think you 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 trade that draft pick, get you a player because I think once LeBron is gone, I think Cleveland becomes irrelevant forever. Again, I, I'm not so sure that you're gonna get somebody in this draft that you build around and you get you have a chance to win a championship right now. That draft pick you can parlay into. A very good player. You could, I mean, it's, it has potential to be the number one all overall draft pick. I think it probably won't be worse than the top five pick. And you know, you can get something for it. 
And what 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 player do you think Cleveland could get right now that could help them beat Golden State? I think at that, I think going into the season a little different, but I think at that trade deadline, when teams start reevaluating their future and they're not going to resign this person and. Not, I think names like DeMarcus Cousins start coming up. I think Paul George's name starts coming up again because he's on a one-year deal. Um, there's, some, there's some other names I'm trying of guys who will be free agents the following year that teams realize we're not winning and we might as well get something for this player right now. If I can get Cousins for that pick, I'm taking it. Right. No brainer. Oh. He And he can help them be Golden State. And he's young. And if LeBron's out of there... Um, I don't know how many years Cousins got left on his contract, but um, as long as you can keep his his um, his attitude in order, I can build around Cousins. He's the best center in the league to me. And 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 the Boston, as constituted right now, Kyrie Hayward, Horford, all of that, still good. What do you think? If they do they beat this Cleveland team as instituted, or still not good enough? They can. And it was funny. I was I was I spent like. The whole time when Kyrie was saying he wanted out of there, and um, I'm thinking, man, what's wrong with this kid? This, this kid is crazy. How could you want to give up making it to the finals every year and taking the most shots? And you, you basically, I mean, LeBron gets a lot of credit, but you, you, you get your credit too. Like you're, you're, you're a part of a team that can win potentially win a championship every year. You want to give that up for what? For for your selfishness, for your individuality, and then you know he ended up going to Boston, and I'm like, damn, this dude could possibly end up in the game with a shot to knock Cleveland out of the playoffs with that team. Um, and <laughs> how much a win would it be for him, you know, if that happens? But the Danny Gunn would would you end up in the same fate losing to Golden State? But what do you um, think? From the outside looking in, I question. Never met Kyrie a day in my life, and I don't know if you had, but I know you're not immediately friends with him or claim to have any inside information from his camp. But if he's guaranteed a shot at the NBA Finals every year, and not you're guaranteed to be in the NBA Finals every year, you're guaranteed a shot to win a title every year. You get his, you lead the team in shots. You pretty much get to do whatever you want, and you say, "Nah, I want out." Doesn't that kind of say something about you, though? Yeah, I mean, you would think. I mean, but I guess with us not knowing everything that that, that went on behind the scenes, um, we don't know his relationship really, what it really is with, with LeBron or what it really is with Coach Lou. Um, and also with him, him becoming re really close with Kobe and you know how, you know how Kobe is, he... He he wanted to do it. He wanted to do it on his own. He didn't. Him and Shaq, you know, could have won seven titles. Mm -hmm. Um, but Kobe wanted to prove he could do it on his own. He didn't want to be looked at as you know Shaquille's sidekick, and he ultimately got it got it done two more times. Um, and with you know Kobe in his ear and him just trying to find his own greatness, and I think it's really. It's maybe it's kind of selfish thinking. Mm -hmm. Well, it's him just really trying to challenge himself. Um, but for us, from outside looking in, oh, we, we see a guy who plays losing basketball. We just don't see it. I don't. We, 
be all the talent in the world. Yep. But we we see a guy that can, you know, go out there and he probably average thirty five points on a losing team. And I, I think him going to Boston really kinda helped out, you know, this whole situation with him just went out because he, he like I said, he could have went to a bad team. That's probably the best situation he could have landed in. Yeah. Because it's one, it's out in the East, so you're still going to be a top two, no worse than a three team, and and and, and then two, it's a pre, it's already made team. Mm-hmm. You know, because I definitely was thinking like, yeah, what if Cleveland just go ahead and trade this dude to the Sixers or you know the the Nets or or something like that, and it's like, there you go, dude, you want your own team, bye. You know what right. I'm saying? And at which point it's like, yo, you want to go out there and average 35 a night, have at it. You know, 35 a night and 35 wins a year at best. Hey, Sixers got some talent, though. <laughs> they do, but we all know they can't stay healthy and they're young. They'll be fun to watch, though. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll be fun to watch. Um, all right, anything else you want to say before we finish up out of that NBA? Um, we can, we can move on to football. NFL. Boogie, you ready? We had an NFL guest here somewhere. I don't know where he went. We lost him somehow. Last week, me and uh, Lamont had a... We were breaking down the divisions, and we were going through um, the divisions. And the toughest division we had was the NFC NFC South when it came to picking. Okay. What? Give me your order on that NFC South. Hold on, let me let me let me let me pull this up real quick. Is that the one I already gave you? My order yeah, yeah. On? That's the that's the Falcons, the Bucks, the um, Saints, and the Panthers. Okay. So that's okay. Bucks, Bucks. So we got Jameis Winston, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, and Drew Brees. Falcons, Bucks, Saints, Panthers is what yeah. I said, right? I don't remember what you said, but okay, I, yeah, you got the teams right. So give me your order and, and, and your thinking. I, I think that was my order. It could. I, I did. I did. I do think that was my order. Okay, say it again. Falcons, Bucks, Saints, Panthers. So you you're not buying. So you think that the the, the the Cam Newton thing was just a one year? I think the division is good. Um. Yeah, and <laughs> he said, "Yeah, <laughs> I do think." I remember you thought, you, the whole year, I still was like, "Yeah, I know, I know." You, you never got on the Cam Newton train. I wasn't sold the whole. I wasn't sold until like the end. I'm like, "Hold on, these guys really are kind of looking unstoppable." Yeah, and and but they don't, they don't got Ted Ginn no more. So <laughs> that's that's what it is. Ted Ginn is yeah. over there with with your other boy with uh, Drew Brees. Yeah, I know. I know. We ready for you, Boogie? But they gotta they gotta figure themselves out, man. I don't like. We're not gonna say that. You say? I, I, I don't I don't like the way they were calling plays the other day, man. Who, who's that? The Saints? Yeah, they were just doing a lot of unnecessary subbing in and out. They would they wasn't they didn't play the style of football that I'm used to saying Drew play or the style I'm used to saying AP play. It's like they just was kind of like. Just went on some some new stuff. Look who look who I found, ladies and gentlemen. Look who's decided to stick their head in here. How you doing today, Mr. Lamont Jordan? First of all, don't act like I haven't been here. For you have been here for about fifteen minutes, yeah. twenty minutes. Like, did what's you, going on? What's going on, son? Did you have something to say <laughs> NBA wise? Did you have something to say NBA wise? Um, nah. Okay, that, see that? That, that powder puff league. Um, <laughs> I tell you what, I did like the big three. Congrats on that, Slim. Um, I, I enjoy watching that. For me, I, I enjoy watching. You slide on this way, so I enjoy you. I enjoy watching that because I saw. To me, it was just a better. It was just a better version of basketball. 
Um, I saw guys playing physical. It was good to yeah. see guys out there that, you know, that we watch coming up. And and to be honest with you, some of those guys out there, I'm just like, hey, if you just get yourself in better shape, I'm sure you can come <laughs> off somebody's bench. And you enjoy like, saying Oakley punch an owl in the face, <laughs> oh, man, you know, Stuff like that, yeah, man. Just just overall, I enjoy I enjoyed it. I look forward to next year. So man, just uh, you know, congrats to you all over there with with the big three, and um, I'm excited, Thanks. man. I look forward to it next year. I'm more I'm more excited about the big three season next year than I do the NBA season. We know it's either going to be Golden State and San Antonio, or it's going to be Cleveland and either Boston or Cleveland and Washington. So we know what that's going to come down to. But the competition that you get out of the big three, you're not getting that on on a week to week, game to game basis with the NBA. Yeah, I mean it's hard to they got so many games, man. But yeah, I appreciate that. Now, last week, I'm going to give you a second to catch up, uh, DJ, and I'll let you, so you get a little solo spot right now, just to catch up. Last week, me and Lamont went through division by division and, and picked our division winner. so real quick, I'll run down with you. AFC East, we got Buffalo, Dolphins, New England, Jets. <laughs> you really got to ask that, okay. that division, huh? So you got New uh-huh. England. Go ahead. Um, New England's going to win that league. Mm-hmm. Do you want me when we go down? Yeah, just go um, ahead. You can just put them in order. That's what we did, right? Order. Order. Okay, New England, Miami, Buffalo, Jets. Yeah. Other three are just the same team, to be honest with you. There's New England and the other <laughs> team, but they just put the same team in three different cities. <laughs> All right. I think, I think Miami would be decent. With Cutler? With Cutler. Okay. Um, AFC North, Steelers, Ravens, Browns, and Bengals. Um. Steelers, <laughs> and and uh, I would have said Cincinnati before, before last game. Um, For the record, me and Boogie before week one we both agreed that that Cincinnati Bengals window is closed. Yeah. Well, Steelers, Baltimore. Um. Hasn't closed that far that they're behind the Browns. It's not going to carry it away, DJ. They're not going to close that far. Yeah, okay. Um, AFC South, another bad division. Jacksonville, Tennessee, Texans, and Colts. Bad one. This is a bad one. Yes, it is. Um, Dude. Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Houston, Jacksonville, Indianapolis. Colts last. Yeah, yeah. I think that's almost the order. Well, I mean, they they're giving us zero information about Andrew Luck, like zero. Right. And then we right. got you got to think at a certain point it becomes why bring him back, right? Like when you're zero six, mm-hmm. it's like what why bring him back so he can get killed. I, I I would not be surprised at all if we see almost no Andrew Luck this year. And Jacksonville went out there and played their butt off, man. Yeah, they did. In one year that I don't pick them. Yeah, last year, what did you say? Something crazy. That was my that was my team to go uh, to the Super Bowl. Damn, no, <laughs> but I thought that they were good enough to uh, to go to the to playoffs. That was my sleeper team. One of them. Um, the West, AFC West: Broncos, Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers. Um, this is this is a good division. It is good division. Um, damn, man, I, I wish. <laughs> I wish I didn't have a week to, to see these teams because, I mean, Kansas City looked great. Um, Simeon played his butt off. 
Denver looked good. Oakland, I would have picked Oakland. I'm going to pick Oakland. Okay. Oakland, KC, Denver, Chargers. I think that's the exact same order. We both had them in, in that one. Mm-mm. Remember, I had – I had um, you had the Broncos over there. I had Broncos finishing last. I had Kansas City, Oakland, and the Chargers were, were my other uh, wild card okay. team. That's the conference. Uh, last week, Slim, uh, MG and I, we agreed that we could see three teams. I know I said, I can't remember if MG agreed, that we could see t- t- three teams from the AFC yeah. West um, sure. making a playoff spot. For sure. I can see that. Uh, NFC East, that's your division, so I know you know what those teams are. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at it, so I got them all. Um, okay. I'm going to go Dallas, New York, Philly, Washington. Dallas, New York, Philly, Washington. Okay, I think that's similar. Okay, NFC North? Um, Green Bay. Green Bay, Minnesota, Detroit, Chicago. Green Bay, Minnesota, Detroit, Chicago. We went Green Bay, Detroit. Yes, but I, 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 I feel like that's Green Bay and three other teams. Yeah, pretty much. And then the NFC South, uh, Boogie, you didn't hear him. He said, uh, "Say it one more time for your NFC South." Atlanta, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Carolina. I think that's the same thing. You did you have Carolina last too? Yeah, I had Carolina last, but I had New Orleans, Tampa, um, and Falcons third. Falcons, Carolina. I said that's a coin flip, man. That that division right there, there's no team in that division that I can say can't win, and there's no divi- there's no team in that division I say can't come in last. And, yeah. and and it might even be a division that first is nine and seven, and last is seven to nine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I could easily see that. NFC West. Um, Seattle, Arizona, Rams, San Francisco. Okay. Lot 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 of uh, similarities. Uh, there, let's go straight into uh, what we saw this past weekend here, NFL-wise. We started off on Thursday night. The Chiefs put it to the Patriots. Um, we actually already talked about that last week. Mm-hmm. We talked about that last week because we, we recorded on Friday. So, but we can go. We can go straight into the Sunday games then. Um, Bills Jets. Anything to talk about there, really? Boogie, you have something? Um, not really. I mean, I, I, I mean, really for the Bills, um, I'm looking at the Bills, and it's really just a matter of health for them. Uh, if LaShawn McCoy can stay healthy, if Taylor can, 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 if he can stay healthy and just continue to get better. Um, Who? Tyrod? Tyrod, yeah. If he could just stay healthy and continue to get better. Um, Jordan Matthews, you can see that was, that, uh, you know, that's an addition that's going to help that Buffalo Bills team out. Um, the reason I'm going to spend time on the Buffalo Bills is because the Patriots lost. And if you're in that division, you have to take advantage of every opportunity to, to, to get one or two games up on the Patriots. And I think that if there's one team out of that division that can threaten the, uh, the Patriots, I think it is the Bills. Really? You think that? Yeah, I think I think the Bills can. Jay Cutler, once they, all you got to do is hit him one time and he's going to check out the game. Um, the, the, the good part about Miami is that they, they, Miami's offense is based on their run game. The problem is, is if their defense gives up a lot of points, then I don't see Miami being a team that can, that can, that can keep up with high-scoring teams. But I think that the Bills, they have that firepower. Um, 
DJ, you have anything to say about that game? Uh, I just think it's going to be a really rough year for the Jets. Um, yes, it is. I said nothing promising over there. Um, and, and as far as the Bills, they're just so inconsistent. I just never know what 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 to expect from them. They can obviously they can run the ball with McCoy. Um, Taylor can also you know run the ball, but sometimes he can make plays down the field. And then sometimes they look great. Sometimes you know they don't. It's just it's it's hard to get a read on them. Yeah, I I I feel like the Bills were the better of two bad teams today. On that day, I, I think that's all that is really is that the Bills were the better of two bad teams, and the Jets quarterback situation looks awful. And um, that team, I, I I just that doesn't look like it's, I look I, I think it's going to be an histor- a historically bad Jets team. Um, Falcons Bears Falcons twenty three Bears seventeen. I don't um, think it was the same Falcons. I'm not. I, I feel like the Falcons have done this to us before, where they have great seasons and then completely fall off the earth the following season. I'm not saying that they're going to miss the playoffs or be a disaster, but uh, I, I feel like everything lined up properly for the uh, Falcons last year, and um, I do think they're still, to this day, better than the Bears, so they're going to get a win there, but I, I just didn't see, I don't see the Falcons as blowing everybody out that everybody the way everybody else thinks they are. I mean, they went on the road and got a win that they, that they should have got. Um... They, they, it didn't come as easy as we probably thought it was going to come, but I think overall the Bears, the Bears just, the Bears just played well, um, and, the, and the Falcons just did okay. It was the first game of the year, um, and you know teams just figuring stuff out, but I don't, I think Falcons will be okay. Boogie, um, I just think it's going to be a down year for the Falcons. Um, the fact that. You won the game 23-17 against the Chicago Bears team. That says, that says enough to me. I'm used to seeing the Falcons um, being a team that's going to light the scoreboard up. And you have to look at the fact that you lost your offensive coordinator, Mike, and, and not Mike, and Kyle Shanahan. You know, he's yes. everywhere he goes, yes. for the most part, as an offensive coordinator, uh, his offenses have some form of success. So that's not something that you can just replace. And you have to think about this. Those guys are coming off of a Super Bowl loss, a devastating mm-hmm. Super Bowl loss at that. And we know what that's done to teams um, in the past. You know what that, deems, that what that does to teams in the past. And, you know, the fact just coming off of a Super Bowl loss, uh, chances you're going back to the playoffs Playoffs aren't very high. So um, and then you just look at the rest of that division um, with the with the Bucks and the Saints and the Panthers. You know, that's that division that you, we really don't know what's going on. So, I'm really not expecting a lot out of the Falcons this year. I think there's two things that you hit on that are huge: is that one, we hit, we know what history does to the team that loses the Super Bowl. You know, a lot of the times they don't even make it back to the playoffs. And I do think losing your offensive coordinator on a team that was bread and butter was offense. I think that's a pretty big deal. Go ahead, DJ. And with all that being said, they they um they got a week one with the win. Yeah, absolutely. And, Against the Bears. And, and some other teams, a lot of other teams didn't. Um, New England didn't. Seattle didn't. Um, there's teams that we think that can win the Super Bowl didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you look at the teams that <coughs> the teams lost to, you know, New England lost to Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seattle lost to Green Bay. At home. Um, we're talking about the Falcons beating the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... So, you know, those other teams we're not worried about. I'm, I'm really not concerned with them because the, if you look at the teams they lost to, but as much talent as this Falcon team as this Falcon team has, 
I think it's I think what you're gonna see is they're gonna be there's gonna come a week where things are just gonna go horribly bad and the Falcons will never rebound from from that for the rest of the season. I can see that. I I mean that's what happened. What was it two years ago, DJ? Six and oh? And then I think they under, they lost every game of the season after they lost to uh Tampa and then just never won another game after that. I think they finished six and ten after starting off six and oh. Um go ahead. I like they've grown from that. We'll see. We'll see. Uh Ravens Bengals. They went out there. I mean, while I've been saying for um for you know for a long time, I, I just do not think Andy Dalton is a good quarterback. Um and that, that I thought the Bengals window was closed. That being said, I'm not expecting zero points at home week one. And that, they look that, awful. That game was bad. Um I, and Andy Dalton just, just just had one of them days, man. Um had no idea what, what he was doing out there because this is a game that they absolutely should have won. I feel like Andy Dalton has a lot of those days, though. He, I, I, I feel like he really does. I feel like Andy Dalton really has a lot of those days. And I, I, I just feel like two years ago, Andy played great, and the team was in the playoffs. And and had he still, had he still been there, the team probably would have would have beaten Pittsburgh. They still had a chance to beat him. Um, and and that was that was you know. A, a, a great year for him. He thought he proved a lot of people wrong, but this game right here, man. And, and the Ra- the Ravens, um, Flacco. I saw that there was an art. Flacco threw the ball. Excuse me, completed like nine passes, and did not. He only threw the ball one time in the second half. Like that's how bad they were beating <coughs> the Bengals. The game was ugly, man. It was. It it, it definitely was, and you know the Bengals. I don't know how you have guys like weapons like they have three running backs. Mm-hmm. You got Jeremy Hill, uh, the rookie Joe uh, Mixon. Mixon, Giovanna Bernard. It's three running backs. You got AJ Hawk. That's a, like they got talent. How do you have zero points at home week one? I mean they they drove down if they they put together a few drives and then end up interception 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 interception. I'm like man. Yeah, I, and I almost went to that game. I'm, I'm so glad I, I didn't go. I'm in Cincinnati somewhere I'm, else. You know what? I'm never even thinking. So you know all about this game, right? 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 Yeah. Just, I mean, you can almost you can see the stadium from your house. Damn there. Yeah. yeah I, right. I I wasn't even putting that together. That's right. So you know all about this game. What are they saying out there? Are the, are the fans like? Do they do they believe in the Bengals? Um. <laughs> yeah. 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 They do. But I mean, this past game, I. I don't know. Just it was just kind of, kind of a shock. Every 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 um drive ended with an interception that you feel like you know we're about to score on. It was just, it was just sort of ugly. I, and I actually thought uh, all the running backs for when they when they got in the game, I thought they were productive mm-hmm. for the time that they got. Right. And Andy just kind of ruins it. <laughs> um, I, I would not be surprised at all if Marvin Lewis doesn't make it through the season. He'll make it through the season, not unless put it this way. He's, he's been on the chopping block every year for like six years in a row now. He'll he'll make it through the season. Okay, um, things I, go bad. I know, but he, he he'll make it through the season. I think he'll make it through the season. But this game, when I'm looking at this Ravens and this Cincinnati game, um, the Ravens defense is going to be the thing that carries them through. And the makeup of this Ravens team, if you look at the way they got this law, the, the way they got this victory. It reminds me of when they had Jamal Lewis when they won the Super Bowl. 
that was a Ravens team that was all about special teams, defense, pounding the ball, clock control, ball management. And if the Ravens are going to play that way all season long, they have a chance. Um, the first, you know, the, the first four games, the first maybe two or three weeks of the season, I'm looking at which teams are more physical. The more physical teams are going to be the teams that, that win that that win the football games. Um the Ravens just came out and were just more physical than the, than the Cincinnati Bengals. And you can have weapons, yeah. but if you have weapons but you can't protect the quarterback and you have a quarterback that, that can be turnover happy, especially if he gets hit once or twice, then the game is pretty much over, especially when you're playing against a, a team like the Ravens defense where, where T. Suggs, hey, he's a defensive leader now. He was there with Ray Lewis. You know, he was there with Ed Reese, so he still kind of carries over that mentality uh, I guess you could say we, you could call it the uh, the Ravens way. He still brings that to the table. So, um, you know, that's a good win for Baltimore. It reminds me of, of – It's a damn good win for Baltimore. To beat – to shut out the Bengals at yeah. home, that's a hell of a win for Baltimore. Um, the Bengals are playing without their most physical player in Burford, who is suspended. Yeah. Oof. Um, Steelers-Browns. 21-18 Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger, another day at the office, 260 and two touchdowns. Anybody got anything to say about that? <coughs> Antonio Brown, 11. Ben feeds him, boy, doesn't he? 11 receptions, 182. Yeah. There's a reason he's the number one fantasy player overall. He throws him the ball. I um I thought I thought Kaiser Kaiser played pretty well for his first start. Um and I was I, I thought Cleveland did a lot better than I than I expected them to do. Um, Pittsburgh, I, I mean, I, I I didn't think the game would be close at all. So I was I was more so impressed by Cleveland and their rookie their rookie quarterback. Um, they hung in there with them. Yeah, they hung in there. And and as far as like with like Le'Veon Bell, just you know goes to show what guys are saying. It's just not that easy to just you know jump right in place. And you know, just pick right up where you left off. Now, that's not to say he won't get 200 yards next week, but um, it was a struggle for him. DJ, um, excuse me, Black. I mean, uh, Boogie, speak to that about the whole missing training camp and then just showing up day one as a running back. I mean, you've never done that, but I mean, you've actually, you know, you've prepared and you've been through nine training camps. What do you think about just coming off the street and preparing for a game? I think you need it. Um... A lot of it, a lot of it comes down to how physical your practices are. If you're getting some physical practices where you're getting hit uh, in practice, then really, to be honest with you, all it really takes is just that one good solid hit to get you going. That's that's really all it takes. I think it's easier for bigger backs to sit out and come in the game than it is for smaller, more finesse backs. A smaller, more finesse back. There's so many. There's so there's so much footwork that you have to do to come to base to be able to make those explosive cuts that you make. That's something that Le'Veon Bell does very well. If you're not used to doing that at full speed, you can get yourself tripped up. Now, we look at the other hand. We look at Marshawn Lynch. As far as I'm concerned, he looked like the Marshawn Lynch of old mm -hmm. coming into this game. But you're talking about two completely different style running backs. You're talking about a guy who's used to banging, which, you know, like I said, you take that one hit, you're good to go. It's just a matter of taking that one hit. But guys who... Who rely on their 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 the quickness of their feet, how shifty they are. It's a lot harder for those guys to sit out, not get hit, and then think that you're going to come in in week one and just pick up where you left off at. It's a lot harder for those guys. 
Now, is this ran over defensive tackle, man? <laughs> Say that again. Marshawn ran over defensive tackle. That's what he does. <laughs> <laughs> that's that. That's what he does. But it also hits to my point of what I'm talking about as far as a big back. Marshawn Lynch is is a guy that he's going to get his yards by 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 being a ping pong ball. He's going to hit. He's going to he he's going to bounce. He's going to keep going. He's going to keep making progress. Whereas a guy like a Bell, he's not a guy that you're that you're thinking about. Okay, well he's a lower your shoulder type of guy. No, he's a guy that. He's going to stretch and cut you. He's going to hit you with some shiftiness. And if he gets a step on you, he's going to go by you. Those guys, it's a lot harder to get your footwork together to make those moves full speed in a game if you're not used to, to going through going through the process of warming yourself up throughout, throughout the whole training camp and getting those physical practices in. With that said, he is a guy that I would, I, I would expect maybe by week three, week four, you'll start to see him kind of coming to his own. But I don't think it'll it'll probably be somewhere around week seven, week eight, where you could say, okay, well, he's back. He's really into midseason form. Gotcha. Um, Cardinals, Lions, Matthew Stafford, four touchdowns. Hey, man, I'm, I'm watching these. I'm, I'm watching these two games at the same time, and it's like a one in Andy Dalton's turning the ball over on drives. Then I'm going to look at the other TV, and then Carson Palmer's doing the same thing. Just just killing their team. Um, Arizona gets an interception, then turn around. Detroit gets another one, and is is really deflated their team. Then once David Johnson got hurt, it was it was rough out there. Larry Fitzgerald um, fumble. You missed a you missed a uh, he missed a catch, but it turned into an interception, and it was just a way to game. Andy Dalton is one guy, and you know what's crazy. Actually, these guys are almost, I was going to say one guy, but you know what? The guy on the opposite side is the same way. These are two guys that we've seen look like Joe Montana and we've seen look like Jay Cutler, in, you know, in the same in the same week almost. You, you know, I mean, Carson Palmer has had some of the worst games I've ever seen in my life as a, as a, as a quarterback. And Matthew Stafford has also had some of the worst games I've ever seen. I mean, Carson Palmer's had, I mean, one of those games was like five, six interceptions. It was in the playoff game. <laughs> You know which game I'm talking about, DJ. Watching like this dude is attempting to throw the ball at the other team, and it, and and he does that from time to time. And then there's other times you'd be like, oh man, this is you know he looks like the number one pick overall. Both of these guys were number one picks overall. Um, I feel like they've at times shown why they're the number one pick overall. But on any given Sunday, man, these guys can play some bad football. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Um, it started off pretty bad for Matthew, but then he he turned his around. Um, and I know that because I'm looking at my, my fantasy scores. Right. And he had minus two or something for a long time. And I look up and he has 35. I've seen the scroll across the bottom of the screen. And I don't I don't want to know the exact stat. But it was this is Kyle, Carson Palmer's so-and-so amount of game with three interceptions. I'm like, he has a lot of them. There's a lot of games with three interceptions. You, you, you know what I mean? Like, a lot. And, um, you know, you just never really know what you're getting with Carson Palmer. Uh, Boogie, what were you going to say about them? About either one of those or that game? Um, as far as that game is concerned, the Cardinals season, unless they can get a running back, I mean, that season is going is pretty much over. They put a lot on David Johnson. Um, he's a big time player, man. Yeah, he's a, he, he creates all types of matchup issues. When he comes out the backfield and he lines up at a wide receiver, he's going to force you to, to declare what you're going to do. Um, with that said, Detroit is another one of those teams that we talked about last week where, 
Um, that's the only team from that division. I think it's the NFC North. Mm-hmm. I believe that is. Mm-hmm. Um, that the Detroit Lions are the only team that can that can compete with them. With that said, I'm happy for Coach Caldwell. I'm happy for him out there in Detroit, um, having an opportunity to um, take over a franchise at a time where, with everything that's going on in Detroit and everything that's gone on with the Lions franchise, the job that he's been able to do, coming in, working his way as a head coach through through losing Calvin Johnson, and not only just losing one of the best wide receivers in the, in the game, but to lose him. And then your team does even better. I think that says a lot for about the head coach and Coach Carwell. Um, I'm happy for the Detroit Lions, man. It's just a matter of, of them being able to finish this thing out. Two things. One, Le'Veon Bella or, or David Johnson? They're, I'm gonna really, go, they're really similar. I'm going to um, go David Johnson. You're going to go David Johnson? I'm going to go David Johnson. DJ? <clears throat> um, I don't know. I... I, I think Davis probably more physical. Le'Veon's probably a little more shifty. Um, they're, they're really similar. They um, are. Um, Thank you. I, it's, it's, it'll be hard. It's hard for me to me, me to pick between them two. Thank you. I think. I go David Johnson for the simple fact that he's going to wear you down from a physical standpoint. It's going to be a hell of a lot hard. You're going to have a longer day having to tackle him over and over again than you will having to tackle Le'Veon Bell. That's a fair I, point. What I love about Le'Veon is just his patience, the way he, he patient runner. It, it's the hole, and it's and it's, it's just rare that I I don't I don't see running backs who who is like he almost walks to the line, then he burst, and that and that's been really effective for him. I don't see other running backs try that. The last running back, the closest running back I've ever seen do that was, was Joseph Adar. Uh, I thought you were gonna say Edrin. No, no, no. Joseph Adar was the was the closest running back that ever. I remember watching film on 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 the uh, Indianapolis Colts, and what he would do is get the ball, and he would kind of do like that hop, dance, mm-hmm. bounce, shift, and then once it opens <laughs> up, he'll hit it. Uh, he was the first running back that I've ever seen do that. But but what that boy Bell does out there with it, he just takes it to a whole whole another level. So um, I'm gonna go David Johnson. Like I said, he's gonna wear my he's gonna wear my defense out. Le'Veon Bell. If you're a safety and you go helmet and you go and you get three plays of that, all right, Le'Veon Bell, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna take that. But Johnson, I'm not <coughs> sure if as a DB you want to keep taking that over and over again. And then the situation where let's say we have a quarterback who's struggling and you're in a four minute situation and you need to run the clock out, I'm gonna turn around and hand the ball off to David Johnson and I'm gonna say he's gonna get me three or four yards, tough yards that I need. Whereas Le'Veon Bell, I don't see him late in the game. Um, I don't see him late in the game lowering his shoulder on guys and picking up those tough yards and wearing guys down throughout the course of the game. That when you get to late in the fourth quarter where they don't want to hit you, that's where the long runs break open. So that's why I'll go with David Johnson. Real quick before we move on to there, Golden Tate's a great receiver and doesn't get the respect that he deserves. I mean, he, he, he played his career in Calvin Johnson's footsteps. And, you know, a lot of the thoughts was that, you know, he was – because of Calvin Johnson, he was getting less attention, and you know, so that's why he was able to do that. He's been a number one receiver now for two years, and he's proven that he can be a number one receiver. Why do I feel like Golden Tate was in Seattle? Why do I want to put him in Seattle? He was in Seattle. He was okay. He was. He was in Seattle. Okay. Golden Tate can play. Yeah, he can play. And I, you know, I, I, I don't think he gets the credit um, he deserves. 
All right, moving on. Jaguar, the Jags, Texas. Didn't take long before the uh, the, the Tim Sav- the, uh, Savage Savage <laughs> Tim Savage era came to an end real quick. Um, yeah. And we got we got Watson in there early. Um, you know, the Texans we knew it was going to be rough on offense. I, I don't you know I don't know if we didn't knew it was going to be that tough, but the Jags last year were very good defensively. You know, the Jags were very good defensively, and you know so. I think they're actually underrated defensively. And when you get a good defense against a quarterback of that caliber, I think that's what you you can expect to get. Yeah, because um, Bortles didn't really do much this game. They it was there was the defense. They had ten sacks, and I don't even know if, if you can blame so much on Savage when you don't, you don't have no time to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but I guess they if they gonna have an offensive line that stinks, it's probably better to have a, a, a more mobile quarterback back there. But they were able to run the ball. You know, Fournette got his hundred yards. Um, Ivy had forty-two yards, and they played defense and they proved true to this victory. If you can do both of those things, you'll be okay. Boogie, um, you know, for the last couple of years, Jacksonville's defense has actually been pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, you just won't know that because the offense was so bad and they weren't winning games that it wasn't something that that people really talked about. But I've always thought that the Jacksonville Jaguars have had solid defenses. And if you look at the games that they've played in the last couple of games, last couple of years, it's not like they were getting blown out by teams. They were losing some pretty close games. Um, with that said, I think Watson coming in at quarterback is going to benefit the, the, the Texans franchise because I think that you have a guy that you can be patient with. This first year for him is going to be a struggle. Now that he's out there, um, you know, I think that that – Playing against a tough Jacksonville defense is is, is 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 going to benefit him, but I think the Texans are going to they're going to struggle. They're going to put eight in the box. Uh, whenever you're playing the Texans, you're going to see eight in the box. You're going to see coverage rolled over DeAndre Hopkins, and they're going to they're going to tell the Texans beat us another way. I know that there's no Ezekiel Elliott there, right, which is huge, and there's in the offensive line night and day. But is there any chance that he can do what Dak did last year? They got a great defense. They got one great receiver. DeAndre Hopkins? Yeah. No, no, no. You're talking about... um, Watson. No. You're talking about two completely different systems coming out of college. Okay. That he played in more of a... That was more NFL-ready coming out of college than I I think that Watson was. Watson was more in that that college spread everything out. You could use your feet, hit the seams, kind of like the RG3 thing. Not saying that that um, Watson is going to have a career like RG3. I think he's going to have a better career than RG3. But Prescott, he was playing, A, he was playing in the SEC, which you're pretty much playing against NFL defenses anyway. Um, But his offense, his style of play overall was was more NFL-ready than than, um, than Watson, Watson, yeah. You had something, DJ? You you was trying to say something? Um, No, what I was going to say earlier... Is, is when when he we were talking about um, Jacksonville's defense and when one thing me and you noticed um, MG was they did find themselves getting down heavy and then at the end of the game Blake Bortles racking up a lot mm-hmm. of fantasy points you know throwing touchdowns while they were down a lot at the end of the game um, and I didn't we didn't I didn't watch those games so I didn't see how the how the other teams were scoring and getting ahead so much for him to have to do that. Um, but I I do know their defense. I have heard people talk about their defense before, but 
They got, they got two good corners. Not one. They got two good corners. And they get pressure. Um, got to move they along. together this game. Yep. Uh, Raiders, uh, Raiders, excuse me, uh, Titans. Um, like you said, Marshawn Lynch looked like looked, looked like he picked right back up where he left off at, knocking over, uh, hitting the hole hard, hitting people hard, knocking over nose tackles. Um, Derek Carr pretty much looked like he picked up where he left off. Um, Raiders are rolling, and I think the Titans are. Titans are. This is gonna, this is a big win. Beating the Titans at home. The Titans aren't aren't no slouch, and you beat them at home. That's a good win for the Raiders. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a few people actually <laughs> think the Titans is going to like win this division. Yeah. Well, the Titans are going to win their division. I'm not picking them to win it, but I, I don't have, actually no. No, no. The Titans are going to win. It's not the same division. Yeah, yeah no, no. The Titans are going to win their division. They're in a division yeah, with yeah. the Colts, the yeah, Jaguars, yeah. and, and I the think Texas. we. No, in fact, yeah, I picked them to win the division. This was a huge. Nah, I, I did too. I this did was too. a huge win for the Raiders for the simple fact that, um, you know, let's say the Titans don't win a division for any reason, the Raiders get they get the the the, the wild card spot over the Titans. With yep. that said. Um, this Raiders team, I'm looking at these stats and I'm looking at the points that they put up. This Raiders team is going to be dangerous. You're going to have to make a decision. When you get to about week four, week five, when you play the Raiders, you're going to have to make a decision. Are we going to let Derek Carr drop back and throw the ball on us? Or are we going to uh, put eight in the box and let Carr throw the ball on us? Or are we going to play with a cover two high safety where you have both of your safeties back playing, making sure the teams don't throw deep on you? And then you're going to ask your defense to just stop Marshawn Lynch. That's going to be a tough pill to swallow. I think that this is the best situation that Marshawn Lynch has ever been in because now he's surrounded with his running style. He's surrounded by probably one of the top five most dangerous passing games in the National Football League right now. So I'm excited for him, and I just hope that the – I think the Titans are going to back, bounce back from this, but this was a huge win for the Raiders. Yeah, I agree. Yep, I agree. Uh, Eagles, Redskins. A1 said for us, he wanted you guys to both complete the sentence. Um, Kirk Cousins is the blank best quarterback in the NFC East. So that would be Eli, Kirk Cousins, Wentz, and Dak. Hmm. I'm going to say fourth. Wow. Already <laughs> below Wentz? Yeah. Eli, didn't, Eli wasn't winning any awards over there this Sunday either. They ain't have no time, but no, he wasn't. Yeah, but well, I'm gonna look at it like this. You you saw what that Prescott did last year. Okay, okay. one year. That's fine. All right. You got to look at the fact that Eli has two Super Bowl rings, so I can care less what anybody else <laughs> can say. Eli has two Super Bowl rings, and last year he was playing without. A, I want to say probably the last two years he's been playing without a healthy wide receiver core, and he's had no no run game. Eli's gonna be Eli. The thing about Kirk Cousins is this. Um, he's got to do a better job of 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 throwing throwing off his back foot, kind of like a Matthew Stafford does, just kind of throwing in different positions. Um, if you look at, he's got to do a better job of doing something that you're never supposed to do. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but see, but, but he's got to do a better job making no, cross but, court passes. But here, but here, but here, but here's the problem with that, though. I'm not going to ask a guy. I'm not going to tell a guy don't do something that's going to protect you. And that's going to allow you to actually get the pass off because, you know, based on what you're taught, you're not supposed to throw the ball off your back foot, throwing backwards, things of that nature. The fact of the matter is, is if I only have seven protectors and you bring eight people, right. I'm going to have to create more time. 
Mm -hmm. So he has to get better at that, especially when you're talking about him possibly being one of the top five highest paid quarterbacks in the National Football League. Oh, that is. All right. Um, um, I, I think Eli, because of how long he's played, um, he does a better job of seeing the whole field than Kirk Cousins does. Um, I think Kirk Cousins is a better is a better ball carrier than Eli. But overall, <laughs> right now, I just see right now Kirk Cousins to me is, is the worst. I mean, right now he's the fourth best quarterback in in in, in the NFC East. That sounds kind of prisoner of the moment. Um, assuming that we're not talking about career based, um, I would have to think. Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback than Eli Manning today. Um, Carson Wentz, and again, we're not doing projections, so I would have to believe that today, Carson, I'd have to believe today Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback than Carson Wentz. Um, and again, I'm not saying he's going to, that he's had, a, that he will have a better career than Eli Manning, or that he's had, a, or he'll have a better career than Carson Wentz. Um, and then Dak, Dak's done it one year, um, uh, you know, so if you want to say Dak one today, Kirk two, and the other two, I feel like it's too it's too early to say what Carson Wentz is. I don't know, and and I feel like Eli's looked bad for a while now. I think that before it's all said and done, that Wentz is going to have a better career with the Eagles than Kirk Cousins. I don't doubt that. I, I, don't, I don't doubt that. I'm just talking about today. I mean, even if if I, if I have to go today and I'm looking at all of these teams, I'm going to say that Kirk Cousins, if if I had to pick a quarterback, that I'm going with Kirk Cousins for. Wentz, he's shown me that he has the ability to escape pressure. That's not something. That Kirk did a good job of that, of running this time. But what he doesn't, what Kirk Cousins doesn't show me is that when the play breaks down, he doesn't show me any type of ability that says, as a quarterback, I can get my team back on track. Those are things that Eli, just as a veteran, he can do with seeing the field. He could do with do with getting the ball out of his hands. With that said, when you get Odell Beckham back, I yeah. think all this Eli talk is going to go out the window because you're going to have Odell Beckham back. And Brandon Marshall. And go ahead, DJ. <clears throat> go ahead, D. Um, I think I'm going to agree with, with um, Lamar here. Um, you got Kirk Cousins four? And put Kirk Cousins four. Um, I, like, I like Carson. I mean, he he can he can he can make the throws. He moves better out of the pocket. I like him. Um, Dak, Dak, I don't Dak, I don't know if Dak can make the throws Kirk can make, but Dak makes good decisions, and he can um, he can also um, run the ball and he can stretch the plays, you know, with his with his feet. But he also he's also smart. He's not gonna, you know, make make any kind of throw. I think Kirk, who can throw the ball, sometimes gets where he knows he can throw the ball. He gets kind of, you know, gun happy and he tries stuff that he shouldn't try, um, just because he's that confident in his arm. And I just don't feel comfortable. He so, had a lot of drops this week too, man. He did. Huh? He had a lot of drops this week. He did. Kirk Cousins had a lot of drops this week. I mean, I'm not judging it off this week. No, I know, I know, I know, but, I know. Uh, well, I will say, I'm sorry, Sam. Go ahead. And as far as as far as Eli, um, I just, I just, you know, Eli pisses me off sometimes. <laughs> but I just think I would take Kirk over Eli. You take Eli over Kirk. Eli over Kirk. Okay. Now I will say this. 
I, I'll say that right now, I, he's. I, I would take him and say he's the fourth best quarterback in the NFC East. But I will say, out of all of those quarterbacks, he's the one who's pretty much in the in the position that's set up to fail. He doesn't have a blocking tight end. He doesn't have a fullback on his team, which means offensively, the two things that you need to say that we are a physical offense is you need to have a a physical tight end and or a physical fullback. Kurt has neither of those. You have to have running backs that you trust can step up and pass protect for you. Part of the reason that Kirk Cousins is falling back is because if you look all throughout preseason, every running back that he has had that has to step up and pass protect for him, they're getting pushed back into his feet. <laughs> so you can't ask a guy to step up and plant his front foot and plant his front foot up underneath two people that's coming at him and that's going to fall on his front foot. So majority of his passes have to have to be thrown kind of off his, off of his back foot. But these are all passes that Dat has shown he could do. First of all, Dat has a strong arm than, than Kirk Cousins. These are passes that Eli has shown that he can do. And these are passes that, that Wentz just showed you last, last week that he can do. And quiet is kept. If Wentz is able to put more on two of his passes, this game is a blowout. Because mm-hmm. Josh Norman was cooked on two passes yes, that Wentz just couldn't get out there. Yes, so, he was. Yes, he was. Um, you know, I'm going to go with Kirk Cousins as the fourth. And, you know, this NFC East, there's no telling what's going to happen here. A1 Rob, is already off of the uh, strong prior. Go ahead. The response with Lamar said, I feel like Kirk has had, well, at first we got a tight end that that's like a receiver, one of the best tight ends in the league. And he's had more of a running game and blocking than Eli's had in years. Um, the Giants blocking has been horrible and haven't had a running back in years. I mean, y'all gave up Alfred Morris. The Redskins gave up Alfred Morris, who was getting 12, 12 to 1,400 yards a year. And, you know, and replaced it with some younger guys, and we haven't had that at all. Hey, one looks like he's already having buyer's remorse, and he says Terrell Pryor can't catch. Terrell Pryor's going to be fine, man. I don't know what he had going on this week. But Terrell Pryor will be fine, in my opinion, at least. I, I didn't see that game. He had some drops. Yes, he did. Eddie had some drops. I think he had like five, dog. Yeah, he had. He, had. <laughs> he was something ridiculous. But you know what I like about what he did after the game was that he took all that on himself. As he should. And and, and I, But you know what? There's a lot of players that they should take it on themselves and they don't. So when somebody like a Terrell Pryor steps up and, and, and takes the onuses on himself, um, for me, that's a guy that I'm looking at next week that I'm rooting for because I want him to do better. Yep. So you have that type of attitude. You're coming from quarterback, getting your, your really your, your second year at the wide receiver position. Your second year at the wide receiver position, you're playing in a whole new different offense where you have different terminology. You have different rules regarding different coverages. I mean, there's still a lot of catch. Things. Yeah, you still have to catch, but people don't understand that there's so much information that you have to process before before you even get to the catch. I believe and if it. you're thinking about those things when the catch is coming, you're going to drop the ball. I believe so it. So he's still going through that process. Um, but the Redskins, I just, these dudes, I just think they're doomed. Yeah. Um, Rams, Colts. Colts are a bad team, man. We said this last year. And um, I, I, I've i said it for years. I, I really feel like the Colts have done a very bad job over the years of, of putting weapons around Andrew Luck. And putting a lot on his plate, and the same, and then you eliminate him from this team, and this team is awful. And you know, I don't want to take anything away from Frank Gore and what his career was, but the idea that your opening day starting running back is Frank Gore in his 2017, 
come on, guys. You, you need better weapons than that. I like T.Y. Hilton, but this Colts team, mm, that's bad. And the Rams, you know, they look they look good against the Colts. Yeah. It's going to be a rough year for the Colts. Yes, um, it is. Yes, it is. And, good, and Good confidence booster for the Rams. They put up 46 points. So they got something to build off. Todd Gurley, I mean, he didn't have a lot of rushing yards, but he got a chance to get some stuff out of the backfield. Um, and, you know, at least, you know, get some production, you know, going from a, a down year last year. For me, this game was all about Wade Phillips. Because I'm sitting here, I'm looking at 46 points. I'm seeing your quarterback only threw one touchdown. Um, I don't know how many touchdowns the running backs. How many touchdowns the running backs got? Two. Gurley got one and, and Malcolm Brown got got uh, one. One. Okay, yes. Gurley threw, carried the ball 20 times and got 40 yards. So you're talking about 49 points and you scored three offensive touchdowns. To me, that's saying the way Phillips is, is, is doing what he was brought there to do. Take pressure off of your rookie head coach who, who's running your offense. You control the defense. And if you're the Colts, it's unfortunate that at week one, you don't have Andrew Luck. You had to run into Wade Phillips. Seahawks, Packers. Seahawks didn't look that that good, man. Against a Packers defense that was uh, historically bad last year. Like one of the worst defense in NFL history last year. Yeah, the Packers were historically bad last year, but they were also playing without their starting secondary majority of the year. And they had some significant injuries on their interior. When you're talking about different linemen being hurt at different times, different linebackers being hurt at different times, the Packers have always been a stout defense when they're healthy. With that said, when I'm looking at the Seahawks, my mindset with the Seahawks is the same that it's been for the last four years. I don't care how the Seahawks look during the regular season. Yeah. I really could care yep. less. For me, it's all about what Seattle team shows up when you get to the playoffs. And I think that this game right here, first of all, I think that the NFC Championship game is going to be played in Green Bay because I think that this game was going to decide who's going to finish first and second in the NFC. So I, I'm seeing a Green Bay team that they look good. They look like Green Bay. Uh, Seattle's defense looked like Seattle's looked like the Seattle defense. Yes, they did. Yes, they um, did. And yes, really, they did. it's just a matter of of just letting the season just play itself out. The the offense for the for the Seahawks they're going to work their they're going to work out their kinks. The good thing for them is that they have one of the best defenses in the National Football League. That's going to allow them to pick up wins while they work through their kinks which is going to put them in a position that they're not going to peak until they get to playoff time. Ever since uh, Marshawn Lynch left there, they've had trouble with that running game. They've, they've probably started four to five different running backs in less than two years, and I don't think any of them have been the answer. Right. That's what I was going to say. Um, they, they just couldn't establish any running game. I don't know who they got confidence in running the ball at all. Lacey only got – Five curries with three yards. Precise four curries. Carson, this new kid, six curries, and he was the most productive. Um, and thirty of his thirty-six of his uh, thirty of his thirty-six yards came on one carry. He had one right. run for thirty right. yards. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, that means that you know, essentially, the rest of the game, no, aside from that thirty-yard run, you're at one yard a carry for everybody. Right. You right. know. You know. Yeah. So, go ahead, DJ. But their defense, their their defense look great like it always does. Um, you just playing against, you know, the best in the league. Um, they one touchdown that Aaron Rodgers threw, caught him slipping on the offsides and got a free play. Yep. Cody Nelson. Um, Strike. That's that's the type of stuff that that, that he does. But 
they were pretty much able to, you know, contain him as much as they, they could possibly do. They just couldn't get in the end zone. Uh, Panthers 49ers, we can fly by that one. Um, Cam Newton essentially got a fifth preseason game, really. If you want you know, he got a chance to go out there and shake off some rust because he didn't play much in the preseason. And, um, he, he's, he didn't look like Cam, you know, he's, I believe he's only been throwing for a month. I, I believe he just started throwing again in, in August. So, uh, you know, you got to shake off some rust. We got to see a little hint of what you're going to get from, uh, McCaffrey, um, and the 49ers, it's going to be a long season. Yeah. Everything you just said is going to be a long season. Basically just a, <laughs> another preseason game for them. Just goes on a record. Yep. Um, your game, Cowboys, Giants. Uh, uh, I almost turned into a preseason, a fifth, another fifth preseason game. Also, the, the Giants just came out and looked not good. Um... Yeah, it, it 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 looked bad. I mean, we couldn't we couldn't block at all. Eli had Eli had no time. Plant me and I guess plant. We aren't that bad. We shouldn't be that bad playing without Odell. I know he does a lot for us. He draws a lot of attention. Um, but if if we can't block for Eli, then just it's going to be a rough season for us, and we still can't run the ball. Um, I know everybody's high on this this tight end. We got Ingram, who's like a receiver, but we we also had the opportunity to get Dobbin Cook. Um, I wanted to get a running back, and you got running backs only. Adrian Peterson's over there getting six carries in New Orleans. Um, Latavius Murray barely touched the ball in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can use some. We can use some of these running backs as dudes thirds running running backs on on, on other teams. But I was happy with. With our defense overall, hell, I mean, the guy, the good. guy just on the other side of the ball, Alfred Morris. Right, right. I would love to get another running back, but I'm happy. I'm happy with our defense. I think we're gonna, um, they're gonna be okay this year. I think Dallas is a good team. I mean, we we was expecting Zeke not to play and Odell to play, it ended up being the other way around. Yeah, and I think Dallas is a, is a good team. I think Dallas is a good team. They, I, I do think the Giants got to do better than that offensively. Three points is, I mean, Odell Beckham, I know Odell Beckham. I mean, mm-hmm. you're still, you got Brandon Marshall who got a catch with uh, literally like two minutes left in the game. Right. That, that, that was his only catch of the game. He was on. 35 rushing yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nah, I, I agree. Um, Boogie, you got anything you want to say on that? Um, I picked the Giants to win this division. I'm not giving up on them yet. I just Over think, the Cowboys? Yeah, I, I still had to. I picked. I just like the Giants' defense. I think the Giants' defense is going to be the thing that carries them. When Odell Beckham comes back, man, that, that Giants' team is just going to be different. It's going to be a different team. I think when he comes back, you're going to get more production from your run game. you got to realize, this Cowboys team, this was an easy defensive game for them because if you look at it, you really only had to worry about Brandon Marshall. The man only had one catch in the whole game. You can roll your coverage to him. That's easy. It's easy to shut down a run. It's easy to shut down a run game when you only have one wide receiver that you can focus on, that you have to focus on. You can put eight men in the box and you're allowed to get more pressure on the quarterback. You're able to get more you're able to get more pressure on the quarterback. With that said, um I'm I'm not counting the Giants out. I think the Cowboys are a good team. I just feel like that the Giants, they they they're gonna get it together. Okay. Saints, Vikings, um, new look, uh, the, the, the first part of the Adrian Peterson era 
in the New Orleans passing game. And guess what? It looks like every other era of running backs in New Orleans. It's the carries read six, seven, six, one, one. So if that by definition is the definition of running back by committee. Um, and Adrian Peterson, I don't, it doesn't sound like he was happy about that. This is a guy who's not only has he not had a running back by committee, he's pretty much not even had a backup running back his entire career. And, uh, he didn't look happy about it. And, you know, I, I don't know what the Saints are going to be. I, Sean Payton is an offensive genius, and he's got weapons. So while they look bad and it looked like they were never on the same page, I think the Saints will be fine. I feel like that couldn't have been what he thought going in there. <laughs> uh, when, when he decided to go there, I'm like, huh? What's that about? But maybe, like, maybe, they, maybe he knows something we don't. Maybe they told him something. They got plans for him that we just don't know. Um, but but you, but but, but on the outside looking in, Slim, it looks like this is what we thought, right? You know, when you hear Adrian Peterson side with the Saints, you're like, uh, they really don't run the ball, and when they do, they break it up between three players. And then, right. and then I guess you're thinking, well, Adrian Peterson's like, yeah, yeah, well, me, it's going to be different. And obviously, we don't know anything, so you're like, maybe he knows something we don't. And then it damn sure looks exactly like what we thought it was going to look like. Right, but but. He he still made a decision to go there. So for him, I mean, he he knows what we know and more. Yeah, absolutely. So, so going to that's why that's why I would think that maybe he being told something he knows something that we don't know, and <laughs> obviously he, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> At least not after week one. Because I mean, there's other teams that could have used him. Yeah, I, I got to think that he could get six carries somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, he could stay, forget somewhere else, could stay right where he was at. The, I mean, the guy who replaced him got 22 carries on the other side of the ball for 127 yards. Yeah. I'd love to have him. Yeah. And okay. somebody said that during the game. It was like, man, the Giants um, could definitely use you if you're going to, that's how they're going to play him. Yeah, I mean, I, he looked upset. And, uh, I mean, the, the Saints are always, as long as they have Drew Brees, they're going to be a pass first uh, offense. And and then and then again, like I said, when they do run the ball, I mean, it's always been a committee over there. And I mean, Mark Ingram is in his prime. Yeah. Y you know. So um, go ahead, move to the next one. Um, on this game, <clears throat> um, as as far as Adrian Peterson's Adrian Peterson and his carries, I would have to go back and see this game and looking at and, and look at the time and looking at the different situations. Um, it was bad. It was, was never two at a time. It was one. He comes right out the game. Come back one right out the game. You but know, that's, you but know, you know what that's about. You know what that tells me? That tells me that there's a guy there who is still learning your offense. And <laughs> one of my biggest concerns that I've said for the last couple of years concerning Adrian Peterson is I you? think that it's struggling with pass protection. Right. You cannot play on Sean Payton's team and think you're going to stay in the game if you cannot protect Drew Brees. I don't but, care who uh, you are, Adrian Peterson. At the end of the day, I don't day, think that's what it was. They were <laughs> they were subbing like three three guys. It was I think they were just switching up the whole formation. This this kid they got that starts with a K something, mm -hmm. some some rookie. They they've been real high on him, saying he's sort of like Marshall Falcon. He's going to be good catching the ball out the backfield. So they was they run Adrian once, bring him in, then come back. Then they got um, they bring Ingram in. Do do the same thing. Take Ingram out. Bring him in on the second and third down. Well, those are all those are all signs that you have a guy on your team who doesn't know your offense. 
Okay. You have a running back on your team that while he's a good while he's a great ball carrier, mm-hmm. that seems to be the only thing that he can do. Are you gonna trust Adrian Peterson catching the ball out the backfield? I don't. Are you gonna well, trust I heard Adrian? interviews saying that's what Adrian Peterson kind of prepared for? Like he was excited about He's going to be able to catch the ball more off the backfield now with his offense. Yeah, but the thing is, is you have to not only show that you can do that on a consistent basis, you have to show that you can handle the payload. When I hop in the huddle and I hear, if I hop in the huddle and I hear gun spread right strong, uh, 70, they give us a route. I got to know that I have free release. I also have to know that on my free release, that if they bring pressure, that my route changes, it goes shorter. These are all little details as a running back that, that you have to know. And if you don't know this and the coaches don't feel comfortable with you, they're not going to give you the opportunity to do it no matter how athletic you are. And that's yeah. the system that Sean Payton runs. He's not going to he's not going to change up what he does to fit Adrian Peterson. If Adrian Peterson is capable of doing it, it comes down to this. Learn the offense, earn the coach's trust, and there's no reason for you to come off the field. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Um, if guys have benefited the dog, but I, I hear that. I mean, it all makes again. I would have to defer to that, and that makes logical sense to me. You, you know what I yeah. mean? We don't know no more. I mean, Lamont's saying what he thinks yeah. and what from what, but I mean, it's, you know, it makes sense. We don't know what's going on in in, in, in New Orleans, but I I do believe that that plays some sort of part in in it. Um, yeah, I, I would think so too. But I just gotta I just gotta think that you know uh, a running back who's played as many years. At, at the position um, and has been that successful has to know more than just, okay, hand me the ball. I just, I just but in, in Minnesota, he, I mean, he wasn't their third down back. He didn't play. He, they've always had at the beginning of his career was Chester Taylor. Um, then it was, I don't remember who the other guy was, but they've always had a third down back. And, and mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he, he's always been a rundown. And then for, and then only that majority of the time the play was first and second handed to him. And then he comes out in third and then, you know, then they pass. So, I mean, it's not it like necessarily mean that somebody can't do it. It's just no. that when you when that's your franchise player and they're taking so many hits, you do want to take away from their hits. Yeah. Um, or he could just be an idiot that just not to run the ball. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, 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 I'm not saying. Look, I'm not gonna go as far as saying that. I'm, I'm not gonna use those words. But I mean, this right. is just this goes back to even playing college. All right, this goes back to even playing so college. All right. I've competed against a lot of guys. I've been on teams with a lot of guys that you look at guys and you say, they are, they, they can do this, they can do that. But if as an offensive coordinator, if I call a play and I see that the guy's breaking the huddle and he doesn't know where to line up, and then when we run the play, he's hesitating, based on the snap of the ball, when the ball is snapped, you can look at that middle stripe down the middle of a running back's helmet, and as a running back coach, you can tell if your running back knows what he's doing. If a blitzer is coming from outside on my left at the snap of the ball and that stripe says that I'm looking forward, then guess what? That's telling the coach that I have no idea who my man is. <laughs> because at the snap of the ball, if my responsibility is coming out here and that stripe is looking here, the coach is saying, why isn't your stripe looking at your man who's coming to you? So now let's look at the same situation. The ball is snapped. My stripe is here. At the last minute, oh, I get my head out here to my guy. Now the quarterback, when he goes out there and watches film, now as a quarterback, the man whose job it is to protect my backside if there's pressure, I don't trust that he's going to know that his man is coming. And then when his man comes, I don't trust that he's going to be able to pick his man up. It doesn't matter how talented you are. You see it all the time. I hear fans say it all the time. 
oh, we got to get this person a ball. We got to get that person a ball. Where if the coach calls plays and that person doesn't know where to line up and that person hasn't shown that they can consistently do the right thing, then you're not going to be on the field. That's just the way it works. This ain't peewee ball anymore. Bill Belichick, if you don't know what you're doing, guess what? You're going to be on the bench. And if you are on the bench and you still don't know what you're doing, guess what? <laughs> you're going to be out of there. And there's a reason that the Patriots that are, are, are as good year after year because these are the types of things that they preach. No, Adrian Peterson, we're not going to bring you here and just put you as a first and second down back when you've shown that in key situations you fumble. And if the only time I'm putting you in the game is to run the ball, then when we're watching teams, when teams know this. When I played for the Jets, when I first started playing for the Jets, when I when I started getting a little bit of play time, you knew you knew it was going to be one or two things. Either they're going to hand the ball off to Lamont or it's going to be play action fake. It's just that simple. And it's the same thing I think is going to apply with Adrian Peterson. When he's in the game, they're going to hand him the ball or it's going to be some form of a play action fake. And if that's the case, you, you can't survive that way as a football team. Sounds they good. They did try to put him in on the goal line and play action. <laughs> All right, let's get these picks real quick. Run through these. Got to get out of here. Uh, tomorrow, Texans, Bengals. Bengals got at, at Seattle. Excuse me, at Cincy. Over there by you. The Bengals got to get bounced back, right? Yeah, I, I would believe they got to bounce back um, against a rookie quarterback. Against a rookie quarterback. But, uh, yeah. uh, what's his name comes back this week? It was only one game. No, he got like a five-game suspension, didn't no, he? No, it got five, then they took it down to three. Okay, so he's still not back. Got yeah. five games suspension for That's the linebacker? Yeah. He, I mean, he leveled that oh, dude. That's right. That's right. No, he, he's not even as big as you would think. I, I was, that I was guy wasn't even days in a row last week. I'm like, I ain't even, I'm like, damn, that's him? Yeah, he he leveled that dude. I mean, it, I, the, but the, the, the hit had absolutely nothing to do with the play at all. Got through the ball like 40 yards down the field. He just leveled the fullback or the tight end coming out of the backfield. <laughs> I, I, I'll go with Bengals. I'm going to take Bengals. Boogie. I'm gonna go Texans. Tripping. I'm gonna go Texans. All right. If you couldn't have, I mean, you couldn't handle the 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 Bengals couldn't handle the pressure of the Ravens. That Texans defense is gonna bring some. That pressure. Ravens defense is good too, though. But uh, they can't do that two weeks in a row. At, they can't lose two weeks in a row at home to start the season off. Um, Browns Ravens. 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 I'm gonna go Browns. This dude. <laughs> Bazinga. I'm going with. The Ravens, of course. Oh, okay. <laughs> All my Big Bang Theory fans, they got that. They know the Bazinga. All right, so that's three Ravens. Bills, Panthers. Panthers at home. Give me the Panthers. I hope we get back. Panthers. Cam gets back to being Cam. Yeah, Panthers here. I'm going to go Bills. I'm serious about this one. I'm going to go Bills with this one. Okay, tripping. Uh, Cardinals, Colts. Cardinals. I Cardinals. I don't think Colts win a game until Andrew Luck... I really, I, I think the question becomes after they, you lose four or five games and Andrew Luck hasn't even resumed practice, why are you bringing him back? I don't think they win this game with Andrew Luck. So, yeah, I no problem with that either. But I can certainly tell you they don't with it without him. I can tell you that much. So <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go Cardinals. Um, Jags, Titans, Jags at home. Pick? Huh? Lamar pick. He said the Cardinals. Yeah, I'm Cardinals. Okay. Jaguars, Titans at home. You know what? Give me the Jags. No right. It's at Jacksonville. It's at Jacksonville. <laughs> a, team, a team that we're we're hoping had things for go zero and two. I got Tennessee. 
I'm off the I'm off the Jacksonville Jacksonville. <laughs> I'm going to the <laughs> made me look dumb vlogging yeah, up. Yeah, two three you know, years now. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I might I might go with you. You know, I, I might be a little. I gotta get a little bias here with my guy Leonard Fournette. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll try the Jaguars too. They impress me. Okay, Chiefs Eagles. Give me the Chiefs in Kansas City. Give me the Chiefs. Oh yeah, Chiefs. 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 Patriots Saints in New Orleans. Pats. Give me the Pats. Patriots. Vikings Steelers in Pittsburgh. Steelers. Steelers. Vikings are good, man. Their defense. Steelers, though. Okay. Bears Bucks at home. Tampa. Bucks. Tampa. Give me Tampa. Chargers Dolphins. Chargers at home. I'm taking San Diego. I'm San Diego. I'm taking Chargers. I'm going Chargers here. This will be their first home game. This will be the Dolphins' first game of the season. Yeah. Give me the... They, Chargers look bad until the fourth quarter. Yes, they did. Give me the Dolphins. Actually, this is their first home game, Chargers. New, new everything. Give me the Chargers. They got to win in LA, right? Chargers. Not only that, I mean, you playing against a team, this is their first game of the season. You've already played your first game. You got a yeah, chance yeah. to work out some of your kinks. So. Yeah. yeah. Chargers. And I just don't know, but I don't think nobody's gonna show up in LA. I wouldn't okay. be I, I wouldn't be surprised by that either. That thing gonna be sold out. Mm. <laughs> you said who you got, DJ? Give me the charge. Give me the charges. Okay. Jets Raiders in Oakland. Raiders. 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 Cowboys, Broncos in Denver. Good game. I'll still go with the Cowboys. Broncos. Broncos. Simeon fan. Let me look good. That's gonna go. screw all my picks up, but I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Broncos. Broncos. So you said DJ. You said Broncos, right? Yeah. So I'm the only one with Cowboys. Get, get, get Zeke out there with that good Denver bud and that. Yeah. <laughs> Cow- Redskins. Uh, Rams. In 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 uh, the Rams. Redskins. Give me the Rams. You know what? Oh man. You know, yeah. Give me the Rams. I'm gonna go Rams. Redskins go over four. 49ers Seahawks in Seattle. Seahawks. Seahawks. Green Bay goes to Atlanta. Mm. Green Bay. Mm. Atlanta. Green Bay. Green Bay gonna blow And then Monday night, DJ. Lions at the Giants. Giants. Lions. If Beckham plays a Beckham's got to play, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah, if Beckham plays, I'm going Giants. If he don't, the Lions play, go away. We got to, we got to. Then I'll be good to do. Okay. All right, guys. Well, that would be this week's show. It was a pleasure. For everybody who tuned in, we appreciate you. And make sure if you didn't catch the whole show, you can go back and catch it right there on the page. The show is on there. And it will be on the uh, TuneIn app and iTunes by tomorrow. Thank you for everybody. Love for you to meet me. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody, pleasure. Uh, we appreciate you tuning in, and we will see you guys all next week. Take it easy. Bye.